yeah, I appreciate the look. That's why I was telling him, like, you know, we in December right now, so we might as well just hold that motherfucker for the hey, for the first. I like that. I like Probably that. put a, you know. Yeah. Little clip out, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like y'all know what's coming. Keep people peeled in. You never know when the momentum might slow down. I had that in the chamber. <laughs> right, right. Go ahead and drop that shit, homie. You let me know when you ready. Cameraman. Now I can see your face more. Yo, yo, yo. Shit. So it's cool right here? Yep, yep. Yo, yo. Yo, yo, yo. Yo, yo, yo. Yo, yo, yo. That's cool. <laughs> Microphone check. Check one, two, check. Probably bring it down. Yo. How you sound in the headphones? You hear yourself good? Yo, yo, I can't hear it now. I can't hear nothing now. Let me see. I know it's sometimes. I'm really trying to get the microphone by my mouth so you can hear me. Mic know? check, mic check. My, there we go. Mic check, mic check. We in the building. Okay, there we go. Yo, yo. All yo. right. Now we ready. <laughs> this shit is so odd to me. <laughs> yo, yo. I got it now. Perfect spot. I'm dope to, I feel real good to do an interview. That's how Tupac really got famous, his interviews. His interviews, not yeah. The music, not the music. Nah. The, the interviews led people to the music. Yep. Oh, that nigga rap? <laughs> what he said was some real shit. Shit, I've been getting interviews all year. I ain't did a show yet. <laughs> book me. They gonna book you after this. You better book that nigga. <laughs> you better book that nigga. That's all good. We good? All right, all right. What's going on? What's going on, whole world? You have tuned into another episode of the North Star Podcast. I am your humble and gracious and ever so talented host, Simba Ali, with a very, very special guest. Memphis's own, Minnesota's own adopted, official Young JRs in the building. What's going on, man? What's good? Thanks for coming on the show, bro. You know, you've been a lot of people that I know. Like I said, I'm, I move around North Minneapolis, South Minneapolis, St. Paul, and your name comes up a lot in the streets. So you know what so, I mean, and that's yeah. different than you know. Um, it coming up on your iPhone or it coming up in different places. When I'm in the streets and when I'm in certain places, niggas be like, you, you heard of JR? You know, fuck with JR? Yeah. And I'm like, why is the streets talking about this individual like that? But yeah. I can't hear him on the next level where it might be. So I decided yeah. to reach out to you on your Instagram and say, let's talk about it. So thanks for coming on the show, bro. For sure. For sure. And so let's talk about um, you a little bit. You're from Memphis, correct? Yeah, I'm from East Memphis. East, East Memphis. Memphis, Tennessee. Okay. I don't want. East Memphis. Let's talk about East Memphis. Now, so, so break down Memphis to me about how it breaks down East, South, West. How, how does Memphis break down? Uh, I say like Memphis break down East, South, West, North Memphis. You feel me? Like everything like 15 minutes away. Mm. You know, I said it's so small, you know, so it's like 
everybody kind of really do know each other, but we just don't really rock with each other, which is like all different places. But Memphis is a really, really small place. It's big. Got people there. It's a small city. It ain't that open like that, you know. Okay, so South Memphis, fuck with South Memphis. East Memphis, East Memphis. It's not, no, we fuck with South. We go over South, hang out. North don't come over and fuck around. If you in East Memphis, you stay in East Memphis. If you in South Memphis, you stay in South Memphis. I mean, if I had to be, like, one 100 with you, like, yeah. You okay. Know, like, when I go to East Memphis, when I go to Memphis, I'm on the East Side. Not saying I won't go to Orange Mound, North Memphis, or South Memphis. I might ride through, but, you know, need to be going to where you're going to. Or, you know, <clears throat> these individuals probably need to know who you are in a sense, but it's sometimes it's just basically stay on your side. You know what I'm saying? So, you won't probably really see too many South Memphis niggas on North Memphis and shit like that. So, mm-hmm. it just go like that. People just stay in their lane and just, they just do them. You feel me? Yeah, so well, let's talk about the culture, uh, the music culture that you bring with you as you come to Minnesota. The Memphis music culture. What is it? Is it, a, is it drill? Is it trap? Is it closer to gangster rap? What is the music, the sound, when it comes to hip-hop in Memphis? I feel like based on my upbringers, you know, coming up in Memphis, it being a real rough place of poverty, you know, not having too many heroes and not having too many people there to show you, you know, uh, the proper way to live, the correct way of learning. So it's, it's one of those environments you live in. You have to like learn from your mistakes mm-hmm. as you, as you live, you know, and it's just, it's a rough environment. It's not too many things are invested there. Cause most people that get their investment, they go other different places. You know, Memphis has a very beautiful establishment. It's a very beautiful place in certain areas, and certain areas not so great. You know, so I feel like me coming from that struggle, really coming from have to like really experience eating cereal sometimes with pet milk, canned milk, and you know, uh, you said pet milk, man, pet milk, bro, like shit coming what, what in is, a can. What? It ain't like it ain't like an animal. Oh, okay. And shit like that. They kind of use it for like baking and shit like oh, that. Oh, like the canned milk. milk, the condensed yeah. milk. You used to have to. We had. You just have to use that for cereal sometimes, or you know, maybe I probably just experienced before just having cereal and water and type of shit, washing clothes in the tub. See, I thought that was a joke. And Friday when he said, "Put some water on that shit." And that shit real, bro. That shit real because it's just like, bro. If that's what you got. This is what you got to eat. That's what's there. That's what's there. You might have like, you might have a refrigerator with nothing but some frosted flakes. You feel me? You might yeah. have to eat out the box. So you know, it's one of them type of situations. You know, my, you know, my mom can she she did the best she can do. You feel me? It was a situation where you know we wasn't fortunate. Mom didn't go to high school. Mom didn't have no college degree, no PhD, and shit like that. So we had to get it how we live. You know, so I had an older sister. Um, that she was doing hair. She known in Memphis for doing hair. Okay. You know what I'm saying. Uh, you want to shout sister out? Uh, Shanice. Sh- What's up, Shanice? Shout out to Shanice. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, you know, my uh, my oldest brother, mm-hmm. which is my only oldest brother, you know, he's artistic, you know, so he was born with a disability, you know. So, artistic? Yeah, artistic. Okay. So he was born with a disability. I had my younger brother, Dominique, you know, so it was uh, four kids in the household, single mom. Single mom? Shit. You know, so uh, I think the story from that and then just being influenced by hip hop when I was living there. What brought you to hip hop being young? What is your first experiences with I like this, I like the way this is? Artists. I feel like just being a kid and just always 
hearing music. My mom used to always tell me I used to sing uh, the Tupac song, uh, It's All About You. <laughs> it's all about you, know, you. She used to always be like When you was like Six, seven years old You used to be like I see the same Ho oh, It's the same thing You know so wow. I think what, what brought me to hip hop Was really uh, My mom My mom playing a lot of music Around me and shit like that She was real big On No Limit She played a lot of Master P And shit like Damn, that Damn mama so you know I'm a guy. Okay, hold on. Mama got style. My mom was playing Luther Vandross and shit. Fuck is going on? Nah, wait. This nigga mom playing No Limit, Gangsta Five, Cain and Abel. Okay, mama. Damn. So you were seated in the right environment. Okay. So your mom was a fan of hip hop. So she's playing this music in Memphis. You're hearing mom playing No Limit. You're hearing mom play Tupac, and you're starting to fall in love with this music. You're saying, "Oh, I like this." And this relates when I'm saying these words. These words relate to what I'm going through every day. Yeah. Okay. You said like, yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, so that's your introduction into hip hop as a kid. As a kid, but you you're know, poor. We yeah. poor. We struggling. So now I got to make a transition from. I want to do this. Yeah, I'm one of them people that can say I I grew up poor as a kid. Uh huh. I grew up poor as a kid. You know, I probably didn't get my first pair of Jordans until I was like. 14, that's when I moved to Minnesota. My dad bought me a pair of Jordans, the number 11s. It was the white, the white and brown ones that came out. Woo! <laughs> it was the white and brown ones that came. We went to the mall. I, I got the most expensive pair that was in the mall, you know. Mm -hmm. So that was my first time wearing Jordans. I grew up wearing Reeboks and British Nikes, uh, Chuck Taylors and Dickie suits and shit like that. You know, that's where I came from. So I ain't really get into the fashion and clothes and shit like that so I moved to Minnesota. That's my truth. You know what I'm saying? So I figure like all those things that I've been through and then just, you know, being influenced by music, with my mom playing music all the time and shit, it was, I was feel like I was musically inclined to do it. Mm -hmm. you know, I talked to my auntie, you know, like two weeks ago and she was like, you got a lot of musicians in your family. She said, when I found out you was doing music, I wasn't surprised at all. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So, I think me just being a fan of music is what brought me to music. And I just came to it because I'm doing it now. So, you know, coincidence, yeah. I guess. <laughs> so now if you have a, if you have a, if you're in a single parent household, how did the transition happen to I'm coming to Minnesota? That's, that's a big jump. So how do I go from Memphis to Minnesota? <coughs> and before I even get in that, what was going on? Was you a good kid in Memphis? Was you a school? Was you a school kid? Was you the kind of nigga? Hey man, let's go do some homework, Jr. I ain't gonna lie to you, man. What, I was, I was who like, was Jr. before he came to Minnesota and before he got into really fell in love with music? Were good you, question. You know what? What kind good of per, what kind of person were you? It's a good question. Um, I looking. I be honest with you, man. I feel like I was one of them kids in in Memphis that 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 that. that just wanted to have, you know, what other kids that had that I wasn't fortunate to have, you know, and I wanted to be accepted, you know what I'm saying? And I wanted to really just be a kid, honestly. I, I wanted to be a kid, you feel me? But just the environment that I was in, it just, it felt like getting into shit and robbing and stealing and shit like that, which I was doing, mm -hmm. you know, at a young age, 14, 13, I think it's probably start about 12, 
Like shit like that. Twelve? God damn. I'm like, yo, you know. Down what south niggas like, start early. <laughs> we really don't get out to like sixteen, you know what I'm saying? Our moms kinda let us, all right, you can go out at twelve, god yeah, damn. You okay. know what I'm saying? Well, my mom let me spring and go outside and shit. Like I was going to school every day. Mm-hmm. I always was enthused about and happy to go to school. I always loved to learn. You know what I'm saying? And, and always knowing it was nice, beautiful girls and shit like that was another reason we want to go to school. I, I want to look as good as I could, you know. So it was it was so many things that always brought me into school, but I feel like, you know, um, just struggling not having nobody in these uh, conditions with me, you know, you know what I'm saying, to stir me different ways and shit like that, like, you know, that that led me to going outside and linking up with the with the other youngers that feel like me, with the guys in a in a in a in a, in a, in a, in a place where they it ain't it ain't no guidance, bro. You feel me? Because I feel like any kid. We want guidance. We want to feel love. We want to go on trips and shit like that. And want to, you know, just be a fucking kid, bro. You know what I'm saying? Go to Six Flags or whatever the fuck. You know, I ain't get a chance to. None, none of that was. It was all off the table. It wasn't even a conversation. <laughs> you feel me? I, and I, I can tell it. as I'm talking to you yeah. because I grew up in Minnesota, the state that you came to, and that's all we did as kids. So when I'm listening to you talk about how you didn't get to grow up like that. And then I reflect on my childhood. That's all we did was play with frogs, play in lakes, run around. You know what I'm saying? So, damn, that's, that's fucked up that you really didn't really have that as a kid. You had to go straight from, you know, that small little bit of adolescence and innocence that you had to, you, I got to go you, get it. I'm going to tell you what we did. Mm-hmm. I ain't a guy in line to him, Blake. I'm going to tell you what we did when we went outside. We went outside and... and Linked up probably with, you know, kids, other kids or whatever that was there. We used to play the game in Memphis called Manhunt. You know what I mean? So it'd be like, uh, how that shit go? It'd be like 10 of us or whatever. You'd probably do rock, paper, scissors, whatever the case may be. It'd be down to one person. So he got to catch everybody, but everybody catches on his team. You know what I'm saying? We got to go catch everybody else. Man, we started doing that shit to motherfucking, you know, uh, we had curfew in the apartments and shit. Cause I stayed in Eastwood Apartments while I was in Memphis and shit. We used to go hop in the pool in the Kingston Manor Apartments. It was like next door. And it had it had curfew, you know, so they had a little old, the little old guys in the, in the truck security truck and shit. We young, 10, 12. I said, we ain't put be outside at the 830, so we sneaking uh-huh. like, like the Pink Panther going over to the other, behind the garbage cans and just to go over to the other apartment and jump the fence and go on a pool, you feel me? Because we wanted to swim because we couldn't really swim. We ain't had no adult with us so we were just like just bucking the system type shit. We went from doing that to motherfucking, you know, adventuring, playing football and shit. You know, uh, you play some football? Yeah, I played football in high school. That's, you know, down the line and shit. Okay. But, uh, you know, shout out to my homie DeAndre. Rest in peace, my homie Sleepy Rue. You know, Trap Ray Trigger in Memphis right now. You know what I mean? Like, these few individuals that I grew up with you know what I'm saying? And we went from that to, like, going to dirt bike rallies and then we stealing bikes and shit. You know what I mean? So we can go to the dirt bike rallies because, you know, everybody had a new Huffy or a new, whatever the case may be, a new bike with the pads on it. Right. You know what I'm saying? And shit like this. I wanted that, too. So we went from basically just trying to just create and have shit and then it went to, you know, kicking indoors, shit like that, home invasion, right? We, we all get together, five, ten, because then we want more. Right. Then we feel like we need more because we're getting a little bit of whatever we find, and now we want to get some And we money see that taking pocket. it is the way to do it. We feel like taking it. We, at that time, we feel like taking it is the way to right. do it because everybody, man, I got the new 
Xbox or whatever the case may be. I mean, I remember when um, remember Xbox just came out. Remember when that shit had just came out? It was it was crazy, bro. Yeah, it was it was it was. I, I think it was the Xbox 360. I think it was around the time that Lollipop came out with Lil Wayne around that time. Okay, yep. Now you're bringing me back. Yep. You know what I'm saying yep. like around that time. Come on that's with when it. I really just yep. And then my first time smoking weed, bro. I was listening to Lil Wayne Lollipop, and then I was so high at the age of teenager and shit. You know what I'm saying? Just but at that time, I felt like we were just engaging a lot of different shit. It started turning up and started turning up and started getting worse. So we went from just robbing motherfuckers to we like 16 years old. Now we all linking up and everybody got a little money here and there. But we, we plotting on whatever is out there now because now we selling weed now. Now, they got, now we got guns over here now. Now we doing shit over here now. You know, now it ain't. You know, it ain't games. It ain't no game ain't no, no more. Games and no now, more. and now, you know, people want to say, "Hey, do this and do that." But where were you before this? Right. You know what I'm saying? When, 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 when we all together trying to put some change together to go to the candy lady with get an ice icy cup and some chips and shit. When nobody around her stirring the neighborhood. When you was you know, looking for that guidance to go di- swimming, directing the neighborhood. Yeah. So it was a situation when we kids, like we weren't blaming nobody. I went at that time. I wasn't mad at my mom. You feel me? I just. I just understood. Now, what was going on with pops at this time? Shit, my pop was in, uh, my pop was in prison for you know a murder. You feel me? Let's just leave it at that. You know okay. what I'm saying? So you know, we end up getting out and shit. You know what I'm saying? It's been like ten years, some shit like that. So, but around that time, that was the time that you know it probably could have changed the narrative a whole lot from right. what it was. <clears throat> right, so, right, you know right. What I'm saying like. Uh, <sighs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I can just see in your face when you just did that. You just almost went right there, like God damn, you know what I'm saying? Pops could have. I'll take you swimming. That's all, you know what I'm saying? Let's it go, let's go hit that. the ball. Yeah, I mean, it just, it just like it, it just, it just wasn't none of that, bro. It wasn't none of that going on. It was just school and you know coming home from school, doing homework, and you know Dragon Ball Z was like really popular at that time. But I'm very good at drawing, <laughs> so I used to get paid for just drawing, like you know. Drawing these characters. Oh, you can draw? Yeah, like Vegeta, Goku, and shit like that. Then, you know, uh, it was very popular at that time when um, we all used to trade pictures because Mm -hmm. certain pictures were very rare to get. We was catching. Y'all was doing NFTs before the (laughs) NFTs. You see that? That's what I'm saying. We start every fucking thing starts in the hood. Keep going. Yeah, you know, we was we was getting footage of Goku, Super Saiyan three, Super Saiyan four before anybody else was getting the pictures. We selling this shit. Like twenty dollars a picture. Like, you, you remember that? Yeah, yeah. They <laughs> said you remember. Yeah, you know, I ain't had no money, so you know everybody had to come holler at me in school for the pictures that they wanted. I was either drawing it or I was finding it, or I was spending a lot of my time outside searching in the neighborhood. I had my folder. We always used to carry photos with the Dragon Ball Z pictures and shit, and I had very rare pictures that. It's like that shit was really real at that time. Uh-huh. You know yeah, yeah, like, this it, is real. It man. was so real at that time. Like the pictures that you had, nobody could find them pictures because mm-hmm. I don't know how we was finding them pictures. It was it was so deep into that. So you know, I feel like you know that was like one of the ways that I made money. Mm-hmm. You know, so uh, man. Maybe. So so that so now you can see that you're starting to develop a hustler mentality. You have a little bit of the hustler mentality, and now I don't just have to take it. I can also hustle. If you show me a way. I started off doing yeah, that. Yeah, you see what I'm saying? If you show me a way other than taking it, I will go that way. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I mean, like, like, it was like we were robbing people and shit like that, but, like, that shit was, like, every now and then. That wasn't, mm-hmm. like, the <clears throat> normal, everyday thing. We still kids still had to go home and be normal and shit like that. Right. Regardless if it was. What about <laughs> selling dope? 
<laughs> shit, I didn't get into that until I kind of. That wasn't some as a kid that jumped off the porch selling dope. I ain't, I ain't, I ain't get into that. Till I, I did. Till I, <laughs> I sold dope as a kid. <laughs> yeah, that shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was selling dope as a kid. We, I stayed on yeah. the strip. I stayed on Franklin. Yeah. Stayed right at Franklin. I was like, shit, it, mom, it's a lot of money out here. All I got to do is. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, man, I ain't, I ain't, I ain't get into that shit till I came to Minnesota. I sold weed though. Okay, you know, I'm yeah. selling weed. I'm copping me a few ounces of weed, about, right. about one or two zips of weed. I was about sixteen and shit. You know, my mom ended up, you know, finding the weed. You know, and you know she took the shit and you know her and her boyfriend went off on the weekend, sold it, <laughs> did whatever they did with the shit. I was mad as hell. She brought me back some hanging shirts. Like what the fuck, I supposed to do with this? Like. Man, y'all went. Mama, you bogus. Man, y'all, man, man, y'all fold up, took my motherfucking weed. You feel mm-hmm. me? I sold my shit and bring me some hand me down that shit. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I like, I was, I was crazy at that point. But yeah, it just started from just selling weed and shit and just mm-hmm. robbing. Like that was like in Memphis. Like that's really the 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 activity. Now, was that have to do with a little bit going to Minnesota? Mom saying, "Look, are right, you getting too old, nigga?" Every time the police come to my door, they come you. Niggas come around here shooting because of you. I'm hearing, did you hear what your son did? You got to take your ass to Minnesota. I want nobody shooting at me, though. I want nobody. Okay. I, nobody. I get it. I understand. We was in tour. Mode. I get it. I get it. Shooting at me, though. I get it. See, niggas get real offended when you say what I'm saying. When you talk to real straight, he didn't even laugh. He just looked at me, nigga. Niggas wasn't saying, shooting at me. That sounds that sounds nah, crazy. Now nah, I, nah, I just keep it in 100. Yeah, no doubt. Whatever, you know, I, I had other with certain people that, you know, whatever, whatever. But, you know, nobody shooting at me or coming to my mama crib type shit like that. You know, right. I just, I I was out there, really out there like that. That That's a no-no. That's a no-no. You know what I'm saying? It's just, it's certain people that you, you'll fuck with, you won't fuck with. Like, if I have a problem with a certain person, I know they're probably like that. You know, I'm going to catch you. I probably want to catch you by right. bring it to where you at. Right, right. Yeah, it, it acts from it acts for that. I don't think people, nobody want that type of shit. You know facts, facts. I get it. But JR. yeah, Jr. I understand <laughs> what you're saying, my nigga. I get it. So that, but that had to do. So now you're coming to Minnesota because yeah, it's only one thing control. here. It's only out one thing for me here. Out of control. You know, my, my my father was here. You know, so in Minnesota. Yeah, my father was here in Minnesota. So okay, basically at uh, at 16, my mom was just like you know. She couldn't do it, you know. It's crazy, bro. It's so much deeper than what we could right here about, you know. So yeah, she ended up shipping me off to Minnesota, and then shit. That's that's when the games really began. Then you okay, know? so yeah. Now, did you come here and stay with pops? Uh, or did you come stay with uncles, aunts, pops side of the family kind of here? When I came up here at that time, he was locked up. So I was up here with my uncles. Okay. And my aunties. and North side, south side. Man, it was both. They was out there. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, they was out there. You know what he saying? said they was out there. I okay. don't fuck with them, though. But right now, you know what I'm saying? I don't fuck with them. So I ain't going to give them no light. But that's the only little light they probably got. So, okay. you know, I came up here with them and shit on the strength of my pops. Right. They told, you know, used to be the governor of the GDs and shit, Camp G, you know. Used to be the governor of the folks on the South Side and shit. Uh, yeah, I'm stamped, bro. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm stamped. So. Okay. That's all right. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But so now you come to Minnesota, different than Memphis. 
Memphis. It's different than Memphis, my nigga. It's very different. Yeah, yeah, This is different now. It's, it's white very different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm saying shout out to the camera guy. It's white folks <laughs> everywhere. What the fuck? Yeah, Wait a it's, second. It's, 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 it's very different. It, yeah. It just immediately started to be different because now when you're in Minnesota, you're in a place where it's diverse. I didn't know that a Somalian ever existed. I didn't know <laughs> Ethiopian existed. I didn't know it was a white mong, green mong. I didn't know that they got kicked out of China. Like, I start, I, 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 I at that point, started to learn history. Yeah. The real history. Yeah. <laughs> you know, by You're me. You're welcome. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Thank you for sure. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I started to, start to learn the, the real culture and certain things and shit, and that shit started to transform me. You know, I started meeting Somalian friends. I started going to restaurants and shit like that. They're like, nah, bro, go wash your hands. We eat with our hands. And they introduced me to Anjeda, Chicken KK, and Chicken Sakao. You hear this dude right here? So anybody talking about this nigga ain't a Minnesota nigga, you don't roll off shit like that if you ain't a Minnesota nigga. Keep going. I'm sorry. Yeah. It just started, I started meeting different friends. And shout out to my homie Ramadan, you know, uh, my Ethiopian homie. Yeah, Riverside. <laughs> That's where I grew up, the West Bank. If anybody, yeah. anybody that really know, that really be in the streets in the real way, they know who Ramadan is. So yeah. that's my right hand man. So yeah, yeah, fuck around. You know <laughs> and niggas about that action too. You know, say <laughs> niggas don't play around all that talking and shit. You know they can't talk this language anyway. So you know what they trying to get straight down to the action. Yeah, but you know, <clears throat> back to the more clear of the situation, they just start introducing me to a new life and just proper learning, proper etiquette, just different different things I wasn't used to. Because then when you take it back to Memphis, it's just mainly black people. It's dominantly yeah. black people. The South is just everything dominantly black. You know, we do have, you know, uh, whites and Mexicans. You might see some Arabs and percentile is, is different yeah so you know, you know when you come here in the midwest you know it's like especially in minnesota we're probably like the 15 percent of black people here mm-hmm. and you know you probably got you got probably dominantly white then it may mom. be uh mom yeah. then the mexicans then Somali. the somalians yep. and ethiopians and <laughs> a real nigga a <laughs> real actual us. nigga with a first and white first and last white name you know man we make up like five percent man yeah so it's 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 it's, mm. it's to me it was an introduction to something magical because i think minnesota is, is magical you know so i feel like you know um it did something for me and, and most definitely in a positive way mm-hmm. you know so i started it um Start to recover mentally in a sense, you know. You know, I feel like coming to Minnesota maybe ch- saved my life and saved my childhood. Mm. I would have been dead in Memphis because a lot of people that I grew up with right now that in Memphis are dead. Mm-hmm. A lot. It's like damn. One of your closest homeboys, RP, you know, right? Even one of the closest people, which is people that I, I didn't know. You know, rest in peace, stank. You know, mm. you know, one of the Hoovers in Memphis. You know what I'm saying? Just. You know what I'm saying? It's just, it's just crazy. You know what I'm saying? Like, a lot of people you just know or grew, grew up went to school with, you know, they all day. And it's like, it's just, it's fucked up. So now when I speak to people, probably ain't seen them in four or five years, these people be happy. I'd be happy. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, really happy. It's just like, damn, you still here, bro? Like, it's different. You know what I mean? So now that they see me in Minnesota, like, they be proud of me, bro. Like, I get a lot of love. I know they Tennessee, do. Tennessee, bro. I know they do. Yeah, hell yeah. Yeah. So now you're in Minnesota. And the music scene. So now you want to start fucking around doing music here. How did that develop? That you wanted? Is, did you meet somebody? Hey, you got that water for me, please? Is that the, the big water bottle? Thank you. Thank you, my man. Thank you. 
Uh, is it, was there anybody that you actually met that introduced you to the music scene here that made you, you know, want to start trying your hand at music as far as in Minnesota saying, hey, man, I, I think I want to kind of fuck around with music if here. I have to, if, you know? if, if I had to be honest and really give it to somebody and really say, like, who I thought that really introduced me to day one into music, it would have to be Jeff Croyle. He does Shout Out Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Shout out to him. He entered, He was the one that did the photography work when I was the first person in line when 50 came to Chicago and Lake and was doing the effing vodka. I was the first person in line. I bought two bottles of effing. And uh, he took pictures and shit. And then when I made that my profile picture, immediately a lot of people thought I was a manager or A&R and shit. And I started mm-hmm. getting recognition. Mm-hmm. And then he reached back out to me and said, hey, do you want to open up for Gilly the Kid? I was like, shit, you know, I don't rap, but I, I like shit. I guess you know he was. He, oh, okay. He, he charged me a little something, something. I paid him and shit. Uh, and I started going to J State Studio. Shout out to J State. <laughs> I started going out to uh, J State Studio. So two people that immediately, you know, um, <laughs> you know, put me out there, started me out was. Uh, Jeff Corio, Jay State. That's the first person I recorded with. Okay. So shouts out, shouts out to them. And Jay State, you know, everybody in Minneapolis, y'all know Jay State. You know, yeah. one of the most one of the most world renowned studios. And, you know. I say this about them though, right? Mm-hmm. Like we personally know each other. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you know, he just do his thing, I do my thing. You know what I'm saying? Just that one of them type of things, but we done business with each other we see each other we speak or whatever ain't it ain't shit you know mm-hmm. but i would say what i think who, who my opinion what i think what he is to minnesota i would say he is personally my opinion bro he is the best producer in minnesota you give him that you know i i that just me giving him his flowers for me saying hey i think he's okay the best producer here <clears throat> in minnesota you know, and uh, he's a bad motherfucker, and uh, he's a bad motherfucker now. No, nah, and um, most definitely, I believe he he he's the sound in the voice in Minnesota. That's the work that he put in. I can never take him for that, but I feel like he haven't got his just due just yet. You know what I mean? And that's me giving props too when a motherfucker sitting there telling you, "Hey man, you still got more work to do." Like they ain't gave it to you yet. Right. I, I know you deserve it. I feel like you should have it, but you ain't got it yet. Same shit I feel about by myself. You feel me? Mm-hmm. I feel like once he hit that, you know. Would you call him a gatekeeper? I seen him on Live on Lake Street. Shout out to Jake Faircloth and Live on Lake Street and all the guys over there. Um, he said he was a gatekeeper, and that got a lot of people in the city to say, hold on, hold on, this and that. So would you call him a gatekeeper? <laughs> You know that because you know there's a different thing to say that you know you can fight and then you know you're a, okay. you're a shooter. I <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. I can't call you a shooter just because you can fight. Right. You know what I'm saying? I say this right. Yeah. You know when you is is deep into this shit, like I'm deep into this shit because you have to know me to know how deep I'm into this shit. If you follow me on social media, you know I'm passionate about my music. I'm serious about this shit. So I study. I'm a student. I'll never feel like I'm more smarter than the teacher. I always want to stay after class or whatever the case may be. You know what I'm saying? Master student. Master splinter. <laughs> Turtles. 
You feel me? One of them type of things. Yeah, master. You know I said master student. But if, if I, <laughs> yeah, master student. <laughs> yeah, you know I'm saying. If I had to sit here and say, you know, gatekeeper, you know that word to me, bro. I'm from the south, and I'm in the music and shit. You know, what I'm saying that word to me is is is. You know, they ain't a word you even want to be talking about. They ain't even be no shit that you know. That just shit that, that the people supposed to speak for themselves, say for themselves. Okay. <clears throat> and that ain't even a topic for you because you know who you are. You know what you do, right? Mm-hmm. But if you ask me and keep it 100, do I think that? No. Mm. You know what I'm saying? No. You feel me? I'd agree with you on that. I would say they went a little bit far. They didn't. They didn't challenge him on the show. But I, see, I wouldn't. That ain't, but, but, see, but, but, but but like you said, but adult see, producer. But see, that one of the greatest producers in see, Minneapolis. Yes. But see, but see, you can't. You can't even. I ain't throwing no shade at none. But you can't even like. It ain't even homie fault or no shit like that. That just be other motherfuckers playing with the narrative and certain shit and be saying certain shit and then. They ain't even solidified what they doing, and they still they trying to establish some shit. These people that are saying that shit are not even established like Jazz State established. You know what I'm saying? So you know it's already coming from a person who's not even efficient. So I right. can't go off of that. You know, even if he said that, you know what I mean? I just feel like homie ain't got his just due yet. More you work to do, me? and they and. I probably mm-hmm. won't even, cause I probably really want to say that, cause they probably won't even understand what I'm trying to say right now. I, what What do you mean when you say more work when, to do? When I say this shit, bro, I feel like, bro, you know, good question, right? I honestly feel like for gatekeeper status. I mean, you've worked with. Gatekeepers. Yeah, I work with gatekeepers. Jamisa Bennett is one of them. You know what I'm saying? So, Hello. But I'm saying like this, though. I'm from the <clears throat> South, bro. Like, I really be associated with these people. Like, shout out to Young Buck, D-Tay. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to Trina, Florida. We got some shit going on 2022. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> shit. <laughs> Hi, Trina. Hey. Man, so a lot comes like, with that word gatekeepers. That's I, that's I power. I want to say like, bro, bro is doing everything he needs to do to go down as one of the greats. And I don't know what he got going on. Man. Whatever he pushing for could probably, you know, turn the whole city up for the for the better. Mm-hmm. You know, all it takes is that one phone call or that position. You know, I just feel like all I can say, I just feel like he hasn't got his just due yet. Okay. And then after I say that about him, I feel like me as an artist, I haven't got my just due yet. Okay. You feel me? Right. I do feel like I'm the hardest artist in Minnesota and shit like that, but I can't, I don't even put myself up on these different type of levels because, you know, the streets and the and the, and the, 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 the masses, the at least got to speak for themselves. Once they hit you with that wand and everybody start noticing who you is on a bigger platter and shit like that. Mm-hmm. Whether if it's from the, the, the streets, the strippers, the dealers, to the, the non-profit organizations, the people that's probably running the churches or whatever, the, the radios, the, the news stations. and man, man, all these different people, they all follow Jay-Z. Hmm. Yeah, they do. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So it's like, I feel like when he say he's the voice of Twin Cities, he's the voice of Twin Cities. And that's deep. 
big responsibility comes with that. That's deep. Ain't you know he he walking in them shoes on that. But I feel like once this city get the busing is really open like that, when everybody got deals from different labels and shit going on and whatever is beefing or whatever, this motherfucker just going harder than Chicago. Once it's on that <laughs> level, then then we can we can. Jr. trying we to turn have the city. this conversation. Jr. trying to turn the fucking city up. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Then we can have we can have these conversations. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, man, salute to Jay State. I ain't no hater, bro. Fact, salute to Jay State, man. Like I said, we we all know what he does. I just feel like when they crossed that bridge, I was like, gatekeeper. Ooh, that's that's big. You know what I mean? But you want to know something though? Mm-hmm. Me and him like have been had conversations. We didn't have conversation about music. We didn't have conversation about. You know, shit, we done had a conversation like, man, damn, bro, you know, why you don't fuck with me like that? He like, bro, it's just business, bro. You know, I'm like, well, I, right. you know what I'm saying? Well, okay, that's cool. You feel me? But, you know, I feel like anybody that I do business with and and, and, and put and spend money with, because we, we done did the 10-hour sessions and smoke weed and, you know, homie getting my music together and shit, like, he started me out. Mm-hmm. You feel me? Like, yeah. You know, he could have curved me. He had to record me. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. come on, man. So it was, that's love. he could he could that's love. Know, he could have did different different shit. But homie ain't do none of that. He ain't bro, bro ain't cut like that. I just think what what me and him didn't push forward at is that you know, you know, homie, homie focus on pushing his artists. His artists. And, and right. you know what what he got going on. He been pushing his line before I came. He and you got to respect that to some degree. I got to respect that a hundred percent because mm-hmm. me and him mm-hmm. had that conversation face to face. I'm in my Mustang. He got in his bins, and you feel me? Like mm-hmm. we two bosses chopping it up. That's because beautiful. Because I told him I fuck with you. He know I fuck with him, bro. Right. You feel me? Anytime a nigga come and give you five hundred for a ten hour session, nigga, I'm there. We we doing our shit, nigga. Stop playing. You know what I'm saying? I fuck with him. But my main thing is I can't fuck with you if you ain't fucking with me the way that I'm trying to fuck with you. The frequency has to be the same with me. You know what I mean? Facts. Because you know, <clears throat> you know, I want all that. I want the shares, the repost, all that. I want the city to know that you fucking with me. So you know, I feel like we did business. And, you know, we see each other, we speak, you know what I'm saying? I share his shit, you know what I'm saying, or whatever the case may be. But, and that ain't got nothing to do with what I said about the other conversation. These are totally two separate things. I'm right, just a right. real life nigga, so we gonna talk about it, we gonna talk about it. You right, know what I'm saying? Right. I feel like homie is the voice of Twin Cities. Uh, he started everybody off. You know what I mean? If anybody is anybody, you had to go through him first. So, you know, I could say that he's on a route to become one. Mm-hmm. He's in that route, in that pursuit. And right. Ain't nobody in his lane. He got his own highway. You feel me? But I just feel like he <laughs> ain't got his own. He, ain't got, he haven't got it just due yet. Mm-hmm. I haven't got my shit yet until somebody give me that proper opportunity where I could show them that, you know, Shout out to Purpose Pain, my manager, because that's that's uh, uh, the motherfucker that that's the motherfucker that been putting the money behind me. When my money slowed up, like man, I ain't finna do that shit. He still probably do the shit anyway. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. you know, besides that, ain't nobody there but him. You feel me? So I. I know how this shit go because I'm putting my money in this shit. I'm doing this shit. I done lost a lot behind this shit. I done sacrificed a lot because of this shit. You feel me? Like, I don't sleep doing this shit. I sleep with my phone, my phone next to me. I probably go to sleep at like 1 o'clock and be back up at 5 or 6 or I'm just up. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm trying to structure my page. I'm trying to wait for the text message to come back. 
I'm trying to figure out how I'm going to promote this and market this and how I'm going to budget this and take this out from my stocks and put it over here. And then I'm trying to figure out how I'm going to get ahead. Even if I can't do it right then and there, I'm trying to figure out how I'm going to put it together. Like how we was just talking before we even start doing this. I'm trying to figure out how I'm going to put it together for it to come together and, and continue to keep going. I ain't trying to keep up with nobody else. I'm just doing me. I'm saying I'm taking a lot and and I'm taking a, a little bit and I'm making a lot happen with that shit because I'm am, I'm ambitious. I feel like I'm ambitious. I feel like once the money run out, what else do you have? You well, that's even, when that love kicks in. Hold on, you can't even ask these motherfuckers that they won't even know. Once the money run out, what else do you have when you're in the pursuit of doing music? My question to anybody else out there. When the money runs out, what do you do after that? If you couldn't answer me after that in one to five to ten seconds, and you already lost. When the money runs out, then what you have is the hustle. You have to have the hustle. You have to have the drive. You have to continue to keep being known and putting yourself out there and working with people that's willing to work with you. And mainly people that probably wouldn't to work with you because of what you bring to the table. They don't want no money. And they probably got more money than you anyway. And that's how you know it's, it's more genuine than real when no money is involved. You feel me? Then when you then when you you get the money, you spend the money with the motherfuckers that been that been letting you slide, nigga. Now you come back and come holler at me, you can get back right, you know what I'm saying? And that's how you build the relationship. You feel me? And I just feel like a lot of people don't understand that as an artist. I done did all that. I done came in this shit with money. I done one of them niggas that came in, in this shit doing money in 2017, 2018, nigga. I'm fifty, hundred thousand dollars up. Everybody know young JR. You know what I'm saying? Everybody know me. I'm the first artist performing Pyramid. Motherfuckers get shout out to Pyramid. Motherfuckers get and Joel from the and Joel from the Freshwater DJs. You know what I'm saying? Like, come on, like I done bumped into everybody. You know what I mean? Yeah. Motherfucker probably didn't got a sack for me to be honest with you. Now you say you saying you bumped into everybody. Who's some of the people in Minnesota that you have rocked with that you, you know, met linked with? On the music shit, yeah. Time on the street shit, but on yeah. the music shit, on the music shit. The people that I don't, I don't bump, I don't bump heads with here. Um, first and foremost, Jamisha Bennett, Sounds of Blackness, Sounds of Blackness, Grammy Award winner. Yeah, I was the only God male damn. artist, the only male artist selected to perform. It's a big at, fucking name these niggas drop. Hey, listen, I was the only male artist selected to perform at her Super Bowl event at South High School for the anti no bullying event. Only male artists selected to perform at her event. So that alone, I was handpicked. Like, you know how Salt Baby sprinkling that shit that, you mm. know, they, I, they, they picked me. <laughs> I was only doing music for like two right. years. So mm-hmm. that already done, you know, I already done been solidified. I already, I already been stamped. It just felt for me to go do the work after that. So I say her, uh, I say Jamisha Bennett, Jazz State, DJ Phoenix, me, me and DJ Inferno, me and, me and DJ Inferno have been in conversation before. Inferno! What up, Inferno? Man, man, shout out to him, though, man. You know. You, what up, Inferno? You know. He made the fucking, what was that shit? Mount Rushmore DJs? Yeah. Yeah, he was up there. Yeah, you know me and him. He deserves to be up there. No, nah, he most definitely. Yeah, deserves we got to give Ferno that. Ferno deserves to be up there. Nah, he most definitely deserves to be up there. Me and him just kind of had some words on social media. It really wants shit. It ain't. You know that shit wants shit. Yeah, you know? Ferno doing this. I thing. just I made I made a post and I said you know 
um, you know, we're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about it, right? So I made a post and I said, um, it makes me sick to my stomach when I see DJs out in the clubs, hanging with the celebrities, all in the video. Sound like Suge Knight. (laughs) All this different shit going on. And ain't nobody broke no artists. That's a fact. There is no. That's a fact. There is no DJ in Minnesota has broken an artist. When we say breaking an artist, we're talking about an artist and let's be more specific in the conversation. Yeah. Because I and a lot of people get offended. We ain't talking about the, the old days. We're talking about the currency of hip-hop up until now for the past 10 or 15 years. I don't know about all the old shit. I ain't no disrespect to none of that. only thing I can recognize is Prince. I'm from the South. I'm from Memphis. You feel me? Mm. But I'm going off the history and I'm going off the city. I'm going off the producers, the people I had conversations with, I don't work with. I'm doing this shit. I'm here, so I know what I see. I've been here. It is what it is. It's the fact. It's authentic. It's real. They can deny it, and then fuck them. Damn. Anybody, anybody that that got some type of feel, some type of way about what I'm saying, fuck them. You know what I'm saying? But back to what I was saying, though, you know, um, some chick tagged him and said, how do you feel about this? Your comment. Tagged him on with your comment. On my post. On your post. Okay. Me and homie ain't even friends on Facebook, but we we still we still follow each other right now on Instagram. Okay. You feel me? And um I done been on his Shade 45 shit, you know, I'll send my music to him and shit. You a DJ. I'm an artist. If I say I'm trying to do some business with you, you either shoot a price or you do business. And I performed at the Caboose before when he was a judge there too. You know, stop playing. You know what I'm saying? Like, so I was one of them real niggas that used to be in in August, then there every night throwing money. You know, Trina Sky, she know me. SK know me. Halo know me. You know what I'm saying? Um, All the strippers know me. You feel me? The strippers know who who get the money. Like, Mm -hmm. who, who... who, they always do. They know who who <laughs> who who kicking the shit, who whatever. Like mm-hmm. I'm one of the ones I go in the strip club, I throw money, man, half the time they picking it back up and giving it back to me, say, just buy me a drink or something. They just probably happy to see a motherfucker. Mm-hmm. It ain't even about the business of what they doing in there. You know, whatever the business is, it ain't nobody else's business no way. You know what I'm saying? So Thanks. my nigga, you done seen me, homie. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like this before the rap shit. You know what I'm saying? So don't So you talking about Inferno. Uh, of course. Yeah. Okay. Of course. That part. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You don't. You don't see me before. You was a judge at at one of the shows at the Caboose one year. I performed. Okay. My single bands, like you know what I'm saying, like you know, I sent my music to you to you in the DM. You know what I'm saying? You put my shit on Shade Forty Five Radio. Salute, bro. I, I appreciate that type of shit. You know what I'm saying? That's exposure, bro. So we done done business with each other. Whatever it's not any business, a little business, whatever, nigga, you 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 acknowledge me, you answer your DM, my nigga. Right. So it's really, man, the chick that kind of sent them out like that. You know what I'm saying? Cause we didn't really argue. It was just did. it was just he said what he said, I said what I said. It wasn't no that old kitty immature ass shit. We just, you know, he he said what he said, but he wasn't thinking 
before he jumped his <laughs> he wasn't thinking before he jumped his ass out there. You know right. what I'm saying? Pretty okay. much. You know what I'm saying? Because right. it wasn't that. It was just, you know, I spoke You were making a generalization. That's that's that, Yeah. I'm that's, not talking about you. But listen, that's what I was doing though. But see at the same time, I knew that shit did apply to everybody if, in a sense, but it was really was just that one motherfucker, but you know, that one motherfucker then then jump out there. So, you know, you know, DJ D Mill jumped out there and he said, hey, man, you know, it's a two way street, but you can't come holler at me at this event. He said that. So what you what he what he what he what he did was, you know, he synced it. He he didn't act like he ain't synced it. He had something to say. You right, feel me? Right. But after he said what he said, he said, you still can come holler at me. You feel me? I'm like, all right, for Absolutely. sure. We right. going I'm going to holler at you in the DM about that. You right. know what I'm saying we're going to talk about that. You know, I'm not friends with him on, on I'm not friends with Eferno on Facebook. I'm not friends with him on Facebook. You know, as I remind you, we're not friends on Facebook. It was it was never a problem before that happened. We just friends on Instagram. I didn't even know which his his Facebook information. Okay. I got my own shit going on. So right. when I made that post, I'm 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 uh friends with this this chick named Didi Sauer, or, you know, a, a Liberian chick. You know, she'll look cutie or whatever, whatever. I don't know. I guess she felt like, you know, she felt what she felt what, you know, I wanted motherfuckers to feel. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Because it was something like, you know, we 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 should not be uh, uh, comfortable. No DJ should be comfortable. Every DJ should be uncomfortable until this shit happened. Y'all motherfuckers need to be together, you know, storming these record labels all together, calling some people up and getting aggressive with this shit. We got some people we trying to push. Well, hey, they going to be like, well, damn, who's that in the lobby? We got Peter Parker, DJ in front of JSD. We got all these people out from Minnesota. We got some of the top DJs from Minnesota. They're saying that we have this artist that you guys need to pay attention to. Mm-hmm. My nigga, if y'all sit there and did this shit state to state from from New York and Atlanta and get the holler at these people, man, somebody gonna get y'all a call back, bro. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, the, the problem with it is, and I, I wanted to share this story with you because, like I said, as we were driving and we were coming here, we were having this conversation in the car. Let me get back to what, what happened with him. Yes, though. yes, sorry, sorry. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, okay, so the, so so the, chick, the, chick, the chick tags, tags him, him and she said, yeah. how do you, she said, how do you feel about this? He jumped out there and said, this coming from somebody that I don't know. He doesn't know the top DJs here. Uh, he doesn't know DJ okay. Phoenix. DJ Phoenix know me because me and DJ Phoenix are both with Amway. We done chopped it up. DJ Phoenix done took me to St. Paul and, and, and introduced me to DJ Q-Bear and all these DJs and shit. You don't know that I know these motherfuckers already. Mm-hmm. You just wasn't there. What they say, Dad, you wasn't there, Dad. You mm-hmm. wasn't there, bro. Uh-huh. You feel me? So you can't, you don't, you don't know Speaking me, Speaking on homie. shit you don't know. Right. Speaking on shit you don't know. You need right. to check my page. But the thing is, he know what's up. But I just guess, you know, when she tagged him, I don't know what frequency he was on to respond like that. Because a real nigga wouldn't even respond to no monkey ass shit like that. Because, you know, he ain't putting no name on it. That I mean, I would assume you would have been thinking like that. Right. Right. You feel me? But she tagged him and said, what do you think about this? And then he said, it's coming from somebody that don't know the DJs. He don't know me. I don't see him in the club. I don't know him. I said, bro, stop the bullshit. Bro, you know who I am. But don't act like you don't know me. You ain't seen me in the club and shit like that. I responded back to him ASAP. I respond back to anybody. I don't get no fuck. You feel me? Because, you know, that's just how I am. I ain't ducking shit, bro. I'm not I'm not built to, 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 to do that. A lion gonna roar a motherfucking... Uh, 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 you know, 
an animal gonna make noise, bro. So you know what the fuck you think I'm gonna do if you if you saying something, you if you jumped out there on my shit. I could stand we was friends that you really feel like you had feel like you had something you need to be saying. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But okay. She tagged him. You feel me? He said that, you know what I'm talking about? And you know, um Yes. I just said what I said, you feel me? I just I, I just said what I said to him on that. And he was like, I guess you in your feelings or, or something like that or whatever the case may be. You feel me? Like, you know, it wasn't nothing. We just talking, but we could have talked. I don't but, give a fuck if you want to talk on the front street, back street, alley, whatever. But you know what I'm saying? We're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about so, it. So now after that, did it escalate between y'all after? It, nah, nah. It, it, it just it, was kind of like it, it, after you said to him, hey, nigga, you know what's up? You know what I'm saying? Nah, did it kind of just, just stay told, there? Nah, I, told, I, just, I just told him like, bro, like. Like when he said you don't know me, whatever, I'm like, bro, like, come on now, bro, stop the bullshit, bro. You, yeah. you, 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 you know who I am. I guess he said you and your feelings or something like that, whatever the case may be. Then I, I shot back at him like, hey, listen, bro. I say, then I call him Dante. I say, hey, Dante, wh- who record have you broken? Who record have you have have you broken? And then he ain't say nothing out. Uh, he ain't say shit else after that. Then the chick jumped her monkey ass out there again you dig what i'm saying like because you instigating at that point you feel me yeah so it's like you know i told her like hey listen shawty you instigating like you feel me like you need to fall back and let him speak for himself and then you know he was like you know i am gonna speak for myself or whatever so it was like some little looney tune ass it didn't get out of hand it didn't get out of hand bro i just i just told my who worker have you broken and he ain't say nothing then the conversation was over nobody gets getting now let me tell you because none of them can say anything this is simbali talking i'm one of the first niggas to do hip-hop here before me it was dmg and let me tell you the problems that all you niggas is having here well one music is changing so the need to be on the label is not necessarily as important but when i was coming up in hip-hop um and this was in the 90s when dj hot rod was running b96 before it was go 95 before it was go 93 it was b96 i was an intern there this was at the time when 50 cent had candy shop on the radio i was an intern there and i got to see the ends the inner workings of one of the biggest radio stations in minneapolis and what i seen was that the DJs were celebrities. The DJs were celebrities. DJ Hot Rod used to have this thing where you couldn't come into his office unless you took your shoes off. <laughs> like, you'd, you'd be like, what? Like, yeah, take your shoes off before you come in my office. It was him, Queen B. Shouts, shouts out to Queen B. She was cool. But there was just a bunch of DJs there, and they were happy with the fact that whenever a major artist came to Minnesota, they had to you know, link up with the DJ. They had to take pictures. So for me, as a naive person hoping to get in music, I'm like, oh, DJ Hot Rod, he knows 50. He knows all these rappers. So now in a state that's small and really doesn't have any culture except for Prince, the DJs start to become the stars. So now I'm DJ Simba. Now I'm coming in the club and people are treating me like I'm a celebrity. So now, and this is what I'm trying to get you to understand human. There's a thing about humans where it's almost a conflict of interest for me now to take my own fame. I'm really getting money. I'm getting advertising dollars. I'm getting, I'm getting a lot of um, power in the state. Why would I want to break an artist who is now going to outshine me? 
And I, and I know what people be like, well, I'm, that's not the purpose. We're supposed to work hand in hand. I know, but greed, absolute power see, control, uh, corrupts absolutely. But see, check this out, right? So when I see the, I'm, I'm like, but let me just, when I see the DJs in the landscape, I'm like, God damn, you look how famous you DJs are. But where are the artists that you broke? That's almost like, can you imagine if DJ Clue was the big artist? If DJ Clue or DJ Drama or these DJs, but we never got Jay-Z. We never got T.I. We never got Waka Flocka. Because... The job, and that's the job that um, breaking an artist is different than spinning a record. Any person can spin a record. For the DJs out there, breaking an artist means playing an artist's music so much in front of a crowd that they now become fans of a particular song that you were a fan of. Because you as a DJ, you spend all your day around music. They up all night, they don't go to sleep till the job get done. Till the job get done. You know music. So when you hear JR and you hear, you damn, this shit go, this shit... Well, it's my job now to play this song that I said I like as much as I can on my platforms, the clubs. You said it to me in the car. Have JR. He, he broke it down to me in the car when I was listening to JR talk about how easy it was. I was just like, wow, that a young artist like you already has a blueprint like this. You like you just stand me in the in the, you know, stand me in the club with you. Play my shit. Shout me out. Two changes there coming for a show. He's like, it's real easy talk to, to get to the people. What you think? Like, like what y'all yeah. think about this shit? You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And, you know, keep spending this shit. Call these motherfuckers state to state. You know what I mean? And, and, and man, damn, you know, Peter Parker, DJ Mills, Inferno, man, they calling about these artists and then they trying to get them out really out there. Like, you know, they they aggressive on the phone. They calling them back. Hey, man, you, you check on that? You going to do that? Right. And we trying to come there. You know what I mean? Like, man, like, really get this shit moving around. Like, really get the showing motherfuckers. Like, man, y'all think y'all nice, man. My, my nigga, it's cold up here, but we nice, too. And we going to come slide on y'all wherever y'all at. Yeah. Like, really go to these record labels and really be out there in their motherfucking lobby. Mm-hmm. And we ain't going nowhere. What? We already got a project for y'all. We got five artists for y'all. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You never know who might come out. And motherfucker might come step out and, and I right, spit something. Like, but run to Birdman. All right, nigga, spit something. They don't, you know, they don't, they won't hit it. Was was right now, right? What you can do right now? I feel like ain't nobody staying up twenty four seven and a dark smoking weed or a cigarette on a computer laptop. They trying to make calls because people in the music industry, you know, what I'm saying nobody really sleeps at all. Really, you know, what I'm saying it, it's, it's different shifts on this shit. You probably working, you probably in the music shit, networking, or artist, producer, whatever that you're doing, whatever your, whatever your, you know, profession is, and. You know, you probably doing that nine to five, and then somebody else is probably up from one in the morning to seven. Like, you know what I'm saying? This shit keep going. Yeah. So I'm always up. Yeah. I'm always up. So I feel like if if everybody came together, because when I speak on these certain DJs, they always like, I don't fuck with him. I don't fuck with them. Yeah, it's a good business the for them DJs, not to. The DJs, DJ Inferno, my nigga. Even, even to you, DJ you know what I'm saying? Jay State, everybody that's out there. DJ Phoenix, you know what I'm saying? Cubet, man, everybody that's out there, man. If y'all don't come together, then we don't have nothing because the DJs run hip-hop. The DJs, really the one who created hip-hop, it was a DJ with a motherfucking mic and a scratch board, and that's what got the shit going. That's how I run DMC, KRS-One, all these motherfuckers, Tupac, Motown Records, to the Temptations, and everybody. It all started from a fucking DJ, bro. 
You feel me? So he brought like, it to you know the radio. The, 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 yeah. the DJ brings it to the radio, and the radio, radio brings is the it to D- the people. The radio is the DJ. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. go D. We ain't say go DJ. Is is that's the that's the fact. So it's like y'all got power that y'all don't even know what y'all got. And if you do know what you got, then what the fuck is you doing with it? You feel me? That's that's the that's the dichotomy. Like I said, that's the. But what happened also, like I said, is that these same DJs passed that. Um, tutelage down to the next generation of DJs, and I remember even when Peter Parker started to DJ, that shout he had Peter to Parker. shout out to Peter Parker. Like I said, but he even felt that and had to deal with that thing where he was treated like a celebrity. Like Mr. P- Peter Parker is a celebrity, but you would think, okay, with that, who is his artist that he has broke with all his so fame? You want to know something though? I feel like with him because that's why me and DJ D Mill, we got some shit. We trying to, you know, he been busy. You know what I'm saying? I, and you know, I'm trying to link with him. So he can spread the word to Parker, so a nigga like me can get in the room and bring the conversation, the structure, because motherfuckers ain't probably bringing the conversation to make them wanna, because you know these are like goats that's sitting on top of the mountain. I don't know. He nah, knows. Nah, his, he nah, knows. Nah, but see, but Mr. See, Mayhem. But see him. Nah, like see, I'm saying, Mr. Mayhem. He would bring Mr. Mayhem in the studio and all that. And it's like you know, Mr. Mayhem is one of the see, hardest out in the studio. See, so listen. why? Can't he? Yeah, I'm but saying. See, but listen, come on, right. man. But see, but, but see, listen. What did right. the mafia say? Let us draw some water but, from the fucking well. But see, but, but okay, <laughs> okay, right. Check this out, right. It's most definitely some some fuck shit in that. Yeah, you know I mean, you're talking about for sure. But as anybody say, as you would probably say, as I would say, you know, what I'm saying it's a reason for everything. You know, what I'm saying. Okay. So it's like okay. Instead of people, it's it's like you got you got two options, right? Hit hit me out, hit me out. You got you got two options, right? Mm-hmm. You can either be a part of the problem, or you can be a part of the solution. So we have to really figure out what the solution is. But when shit start getting hard, then that's when the problem come in at because no one's probably trying to dig deep to figure out why okay. he's on that and what's going on with that. You okay. know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So if we was able to figure out what's going on with Mister Peter. Pe- <laughs> That's a lot of people, Mister hey, Peter Parker. Hey, yeah, yeah, I'm just high, man. So I ain't on no funny shit. But like, if we can all just figure out what's going on with Mister Peter Parker, then we might be on or something. Because I feel like people too, too busy feeling some type of way, then trying to figure out what the fuck this solution is. You know what I'm saying? Because people don't get in these positions just by overnight. So. That's true. And then that is in true. the day, that's his platform. So I feel like he might not be comfortable with that artist. He might feel like that's not it. You know, or okay. it might or it might be the wrong motherfuckers might bring in that wrong person to him. He and that that person may be out there and he probably just haven't bumped it to him. Or he may not have an interest. Or maybe the one he may have an interest for. That's a good they, point. Or, the, or or maybe the one he may have an interest for. They probably haven't reached that point where he feel like, you know, he want to come off the hill. You got lions and goats and shit that sit on top of the hill all damn day. They go pray for food when they want to. They can sit down there and do whatever they want to, however they want. But they sit up there until they want to move. I feel like Mr. Mayhem is dope. I feel like Mr. Mayhem is dope in the city. But, He's our Nipsey Hustle, man. But this the other I would like part. to say that. You know what I'm saying? I'd but like to say Mr. Mayhem. Did you watch the John Ray verse? Okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. I just want to say this part before we get into it. Okay. I just want to say this part. If we can figure out what the solution is, 
And let's find out what the solution is, right? Right. When, when you yourself a character like you, if we have a problem, we would want to figure out what the solution is. Definitely. Because all I all I hear about is the is it is a problem or right. someone is the problem. I ain't heard nobody say how they try to make the solution. All I hear is bad reviews and stories and people trying to you know, muscle up on a white boy and all this other different shit. You know what I'm saying? But I haven't, I haven't heard yeah. no solutions to this shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, okay. So if we could try to figure this shit out, because for once we got to get this shit together first. You're saying there's a reason he's not just I, doing I do this shit. Like it's a reason. It's something. I do feel yeah. like it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a reason. It may be a grudge. It may be a, a, a great reason. I don't know. I'm who am I to say, who am I? People passed up on Jay-Z. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Listen, but check me out. It may be a reason for the madness with that situation. So I feel you. You're right. You know, let's try to get us together, get these artists together, get these DJs together. Let's try to get the ones we can get together together and really move this shit and really move by the authentic music. Okay, well, if you say you care that much, you do that much, then we're going to try to make these artists look like this. We're going to put this into these videos and we're going to bring this shit together and we're going to obviously have some black and white, some paperwork there because motherfuckers want to get paid, really put the bag together behind these certain different artists and push them. And then so it's like, okay, well, we may make this approach to you one more time, my guy. You know what I'm saying? And then it's like, if there's no business there, okay, well, then move out the way, homie. So Let the can, next person, yeah. So we could continue to keep going. Yeah. Because the game is about keep don't going. Don't hold up the lunch line. Man, don't nobody in Minnesota got control over nobody career. Can't nobody be blackballed. A motherfucker can't blackball me because I, I do me. I get my money. I got my own different connections and I'm stamped by certain people already that I don't have a problem with. So the only thing a motherfucker can do is scroll past my shit and when, 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 when my name is mentioned, they don't say shit because you can't say nothing about me. And if you said something, you would look like a hate in the room speaking about a nigga like me. You know what I'm saying? So I just feel like with with that situation overall in DJs, man, I feel like, man, y'all got to cut this, you know, this this prima donna shit out. And you know what I'm saying? Give up the celebrity and badge. come together. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And come together. Pass the baton. Got past the baton you know, here. You up next. You know, come together because once y'all break the artist, uh, break the artist in, the city gonna be on y'all dick heavier than ever. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? See what the bait we gotta use? You <laughs> bitches gonna fuck saying? you if you just help us get a fucking The city artist. gonna be on y'all heavier than ever. Then people really gonna be at you. So then we start throwing these prices, these numbers out there. They gonna feel good to pay it because they feel like they got a real good shot. But in the day, you could still only do what you can do for that artist as a DJ, but it's still up to that artist to do what he gotta do. You know what I'm saying? As an artist to make it because Meet you halfway. his dream. So you got to yeah. be the motherfucker halfway. Yeah, yeah. And especially when it comes to these prices and shit like that, your resume got to be there. So I figure at this point, no DJ should be charging no artist nothing. You should be using your platform to put these ones out there and 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 try to make somebody pop. Because once you make an artist pop, that's your bag, bro. That's the real bag. That's the bag you know you ain't even... That phone that you got, that phone ain't even ringing for no business. That phone ringing probably for people because you got other people handing the business. They're gonna probably going to call you on another phone and say, hey, that's taken care of and whatever. And we got this person out here and 7 o'clock mean and whatever. This is reserved for you and shit like that as a DJ. Then you on that, you on that uh, uh, DJ self status. You on that, on that, you know what I'm saying? Uh, you on that DJ level. drama, yeah. DJ drama and, yeah. you know, DJ Cali and, DJ Khaled, yeah, yeah, yeah. They yeah. got interns and shit. They got reception people that 
is handling this business. You on that DJ Who Kid shit, but DJ, DJ Who, Who Kid, Kid he's still hands on. He's still in the mix. He's still right there with the younger artists and shit like that. He's still there, but you know. Cam Bennett, DJ Cam Bennett, niggas like that. Like I said, like we got a couple DJs that they just need to break. They got the personalities. They got the social media pages. They got the personalities. They got the look. They got the sweaters. They got the shoes. They yeah. got the hats. They got I everything. Think, just break somebody. We I just need you to say, nigga, y'all would have never got this nigga if it wasn't yeah. for me. You would have never got Lily Schooly Willy Billy if it wasn't for me playing this shit at all my... That's all. I just feel like they all need to come together, bro. Mm-hmm. They all need to come together and, and cut that shit out because I done spoke to majority of all these DJs and, and majority don't fuck with certain ones and certain this, but then that's what y'all hurting the artists is y'all hurting the city. And y'all not leading by example because shit, you know, the artists ain't already ain't fucking with each other. The DJs ain't fucking with each other. Then what we got? What we doing? Race to the top. So that's why I ain't individual race. That's the why I ain't in the clubs and shit like that. You know what I'm saying? And out here with the same motherfucker. I know the structure fucked up, so I'm wasting my time. So I'd rather continue to keep building my, my, my profile and keep reaching out to different people, different states and keep and me as an artist. I'm evolving with the hip hop culture. I'm not evolving outside of the hip hop culture. So I don't know what the fuck other motherfuckers got going on and salute to them and keep doing your thing. But I know young J.I. going to keep pushing his line. You dig what I'm saying? I'm going 200 miles per hour. I ain't stopping. You feel me? Facts. And 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 and, and my destiny in my own hand. You know what I'm saying? But I just feel like they all need to come together, bro, because y'all play a part. Uh, y'all play a very important part. So if who, who is young J.I.? If y'all ain't, y'all ain't on y'all shit, you feel me? Yeah, definitely. Now, speaking about things that recently happened i want to talk to you about a few things before we get out of here um thank you everybody for tuning in don't forget to click that subscribe click the notifications if you're just coming in and watching the show obviously you've stayed this far right so why the fuck would you leave the show and then not click the notification subscription get the merchandise and all that shit don't pirate my shit you like the show come on in but um, i wanted to talk to you about the um little james versus john ray did you did you see that did you hear about it how do you feel about it did you see they was going back and forth on stage? Um, I'm gonna be honest with you, homie. Like I'd be alive, I say I ain't seen that shit on my timeline. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. I don't know neither one of them. You feel me? Like I'm really be in the streets, so I ain't, I ain't on no neither one of them two guys. But I did see it. What do you mean you be in the streets? John Ray be in the streets, <laughs> don't he? You know John Ray and Lil James, the niggas is in the streets, ain't they? I ain't never bumping to neither one of them. Oh, okay. So you know. That's just what it is. Well, I y'all need to link. Come on, man. See, that's what I'm saying. But see, you know. Hey. But that goes back to that just me, just me. Usually niggas be like, hey, fam, you know what I'm saying? No, nah, but also real shit, salute to both of them. Yeah. I'm just saying me personally, I have not physically met Cross paths. I haven't crossed paths with yeah. them. So I ain't the type of dude that really, we going to speak about the verses, but I ain't the type of dude to really speak on that person if I don't, I don't know him. Like, I got you. Shit, you know I got you. Saying? I got you. But so. So the versus shit, I did see it on my timeline. So I did tap into it. I did click that link. I did go to Trap Right, their YouTube video. Yeah. I watched it. Yeah, me you know too. Shit. I watched it. I checked it out. What I what I thought about it, man. Um <laughs> Let's say like, Lil James Ricky fucking John Ray. <laughs> Ricky! <laughs> Ricky! Man. <laughs> That's what they say, little James, Ricky, John Ray, man. Y'all got, look, y'all got John Ray fucked up, man. 
I think it was pretty. It was pretty. You know, you want to know something though? I really don't have like a a favorite artist or a person. Like I kind of have like favorite moments. Really? You okay. That makes that makes any that sense. makes a lot of sense. That makes a lot of sense. Um, I feel like both of them brought something different. Both of them brought something different. I feel like Lil James came very prepared. Lil James, you know what I'm saying? Prepared. He had, was like the locks. Ain't had nothing to do with no money or no no shit yeah. like that. I just yeah. feel like he came very prepared. If you ask me, I feel like that's what it was supposed to be. They both brought and did what it was expected. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And did you enjoy it? It was all right. It was, was all right? cool. Okay. Yeah, man, it was I. It was cool. We got to get Jr. We got to get Jr. in the verses, man. I wonder who we get Jr. in the verses, man. That's what we really need in the city, man. We need to get Young Jr. in the verses so he can start running these hits off, so people can stay, man. Hey, fam. Man, I need sleep though. Yeah, because you know we we want to talk about your songs. You got um, you got book me. Yeah, and that's that's going crazy right now. Um, I'm seeing a lot of people definitely back in Memphis. You get a lot of love back in Memphis. That's where you, I see a lot of your love comes from Memphis. Just now, like I said, as I'm moving in the streets, I'm starting to hear more about you. But then when I go to your pages, it's like, book me. You know what I'm saying? When you, you see that all over in Memphis. Your other clip, what was it, four bands? Uh, bands? Like, your other, the other song you had before, book me. Yeah, one of my singles is called yeah. Bands. Bands. I got, a, I, got a, I got a few singles out. Yeah. It's buzzing. You so what, 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 what are these off? Is this off Tales from the Crypt, the new shit you got? Okay, so uh, I just dropped a new EP on uh, Halloween called Tales from the Crypt. Okay. Not not the game Crypt C R I P like Crypt C R Y from the show T from show. the old old ancient scare horror movie show that used to be on uh, HBO. You feel me? Yeah. So it's a it's a five song single. Uh, one of the singles is a uh, uh, Tales from the Crypt, which is the opener, the intro that I have with uh, Har- uh, Yachty Hardbody. Uh, you know, Northside. Uh, uh, he was one of the artists that performed on Trap Right with the Cipher. Okay. You know, uh, my honest opinion, I feel like he had he had the he had the best the best you know, the best freestyle, you know what I'm saying? And he just coming in basically like off the bench and just jumping in, in, in everybody lane, like, yeah, I'm here type shit, like, you yeah. know, so everybody got to move over. He's like Jamal Crawford. Because he is, you know, because... <laughs> coming off the bench dropping 30. <laughs> you know, because he, 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 he coming in, so you got you to gotta, you gotta respect his game, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And, um... Uh, <sighs> <laughs> so how is this how, how many songs are on this that you're giving to the so people? It's five songs. It's, five it's, songs. It's five songs. Okay. So we had the opener with him, you know, Tess from the Crypt, me and him, we did a video. Mm-hmm. Uh we did a video with uh Who is High Def. You know, this is a guy that shot videos. Ah he, he, you know, he done shot videos for, you know, Soldier Boy, Chief you know, Keith. 50, Chief Keith, yeah. Lil Dirk, you know, you know, a lot of people and shit. So it was a, it was great to work with him once again, you know, and bring Something great, you know, to his channel to Minnesota, you know what I'm saying? The video, the whole production, and how we, and then to try to do this shit, you know, they shut our video down twice. Police shut our shit down twice, both locations. We just, mm. man, you know, that too boy, much. That boy, hard body about them goons out. Too baby. much, man. You feel me? Yeah. <laughs> hey, it was just, it was just deep out that we all understood the assignment. Like we all understood we we was trying to create. You know what I'm saying? When Nobody on no sucker shit. Nobody arguing like motherfuckers came to do this video. You know what I'm saying? So everybody done put they self on the line having guns on them and shit. You know, you know that's just part part of the tire. You right, know what I mean? so, right. 
know, they all came out. We did that song. And then uh, the second single is called um, uh, Crip Keeper. Uh, it's with uh, three young artists, female artists from Memphis, Tennessee, called Player Three. They dope. Y'all can look them up. Called Player Three. <laughs> called Player Three. So single called Tell. Uh, uh, it's called The Crip Keeper. So I pretty much host that track and let them do their shit. So I just introduced them on my platform, and that was salute to Memphis. You know what I'm saying? That's my hometown. Rest in peace, Young Dolph. You know what I mean? Like ah. We fucked up about that. Ah, man. Let's talk about that, though, too. Young Dolph. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's like, to me, when when you speak about Young Dolph, to me, he's... Memphis. Yeah. I didn't even know it was Memphis. It was 3-6 and then nothing. And then Young Dolph. No, man. When you speak on Memphis, man, we got... We got player three. We got three six. You know what I'm saying? You okay. Golf, you know what I mean? But I mean, it was quiet after three six. As far as. Shout out to Lil Chat, too. I'm going to tag you, too. <laughs> but yeah, to, but to lose Young Dolph, how did. how did where, where, Do you remember where you was at? How did. You know what I'm saying? When when you got the news? Man, I ain't going to lie to you. Like, one of my people's called me, like, damn, bro, it's, it's over. You know what I mean? It's a few of my people that run with paper out. Salute, salute to my homie Tez, Mario. <laughs> Shout out to my homie um, DJ Memphis You know I work with uh, Groove Hero The one that got the funny hand And shit He the comedian He was in Young Dolph video The major He was roasting the shit Out of Young Dolph When he was in the, in the uh, Corner stove Y'all look up the video Majors He's a comedian Okay He was he was uh, on my video Pastor So you know I, I'm I'm You know Affiliated with people that, that know him And I know a lot of people That 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 fuck with him, bro. Like you know, Memphis is very small, so you know, just that whole situation was just it, it just fucked up because he was really doing for people in the community and changed people's lives and shit. Because I was a, a, one of the ones that just seen from the outside what he was doing to people that I know personally, how he was changing their lives and shit like that. Like that 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 homie was really fucking with the kids, the community, the kids, bro. Like. You know, playing basketball and shit, losing on purpose on a little kid, six year old, seventeen year old kid could win five hundred dollars. Like, like, come on, homie could been somewhere else doing different shit. So, you know, it's 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 just fucked up because nobody was expecting no type of shit like that, and really, and, and really, nobody in Memphis want to see nobody die in Memphis, bro. Like, I feel like all real Memphians that's there, like beef, it be, it be high, it be but. Man, that ain't how, that ain't what we want from no other side of nobody. It just we don't fuck with people and shit and them going. But like him, man, he ain't, he ain't deserve that shit though, bro. Yeah. But you know, at the same at the same <coughs> at the same time, you know, we be popping that shit. You got to stand on that shit too. You feel me? Right. It right. go both ways. It go both ways. It, 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 go, it, it go both ways. I just I just I just wish my nigga would have hit them niggas with him everywhere he go. You know what I'm saying? Like, but. You shouldn't have to move like that in your own neighborhood where you from, where you grew up at. You know what I'm saying? You can't go home. You can't go nowhere. So it's just it's 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 crazy. You feel me? Because he been doing that same shit for years, bro. He been going to that same store for that years. cookie shop by his grandma's house, correct? Right by his grandma's house. God damn! Is that South South Memphis? South Memphis. South Memphis. I'm from East Memphis, though. But, okay. You know, shoot out, to, you know. Shout out to South Memphis. You know. what I'm saying? Rest in peace, young Dolph, man. Yeah. And then, you know, after that, <coughs> after that, tell you the truth, man, when they did that shit, they, they fucked Memphis up, bro, because 10 people died. 
there's <laughs> been a, like 48 hours or a week a week after that shit and now it's like it's a war zone like now now Memphis will, will totally never be the same ever again in life after that you know what I'm saying like we lost a real great one a hero that was to Memphis so you know in a situation like that bro it's, it's y'all gotta sit with that one you gotta sit with that black eye everybody gotta sit with yep. that shit bro mm-hmm. but if you on that end or from the other end bro everybody know what's going on because whether they feel some type of way, they don't feel some type of way, you see that shit. Right. So somebody that you fuck with, if you that you feel some way, they feel some way. So you don't you feel that shit. So it's just it's fucked up though. But all they all that shit did is just, you know what I'm saying, it's gonna turn Key Glock into a superstar now. You know, you feel me? They're gonna turn the whole paper route. It's gonna turn the whole paper route up. You know, hopefully the strong survive and all of them stay together and keep lock take over the whole empire with Gazi and they keep that shit moving and you know but uh somebody gonna blaze up from up out of that situation. You hit it on the head, Key Glock. You know, you <laughs> it's still, Key Glock. You, you still got other artists like Gucci by the two chains and shit. They fuck with they fuck with young dogs, so they gonna make sure that the young niggas yeah. straight. Yeah, that's they ain't even on topic. So yeah, but Key Glock gonna be that dude. He gonna end up. He gonna end up being the hottest artist out of Memphis. Yes, yes. I fuck with Key Glock. I fucks with Key Glock. That's just facts. You know what I'm saying? I just love hip hop. I love music, and I'm gonna keep that shit real, bro. I ain't finna sit here and fake the shit with you or nobody. You know I appreciate it, my nigga. Yeah, yeah. Well, we we got a good interview. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, and this is just one of many. I'm gonna get you again. You know, I don't. You know, Jr's busy. You know, I was at him in his DMs, and he'd just be busy. Like he said, he got this. He got this, raising daughters. Yeah. Man, talk about that yeah. before we get on out of here, man. Stop uh, yeah. it, man, because he looks so <laughs> tough and scary and shit. Uh, yeah, raising my, um, shit. So, so right now, you know, I'm a, I'm a single father. You know, I'm currently raising uh, three kids on my own. My son, my two daughters. My two daughters. Mm-hmm. You know, their mom passed away, you know, car accident. So, you know, I just took them in. No brainer, you know. Just did whatever I had to do. And now now they live with me. So, you know. Beautiful. Yeah, it's all good. Beautiful, brother. Beautiful, brother. I'm already, you know what I'm saying? I I, I already been, you know, decent doing my own thing anyway. So, you know, 29 and shit. So, you feel me? I'm going to go ahead and give what I got to give to them. You know, so, you know, now I work for them now. I'm still doing my music and shit. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, now that shit got me even more interested. Like, ain't no sleeping. Like, whatever I got to do, I'm going to go take care of my business. You know what I'm saying? So, I feel like that was the piece that I needed to complete me for me to emerge on to the next level. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So, yeah. So, uh, well, congratulations from one brother to the next. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Like I, I said, I've been keeping up on what, and that was one of the first things that I, I was like, damn, this brother's, yeah. You know that, and to be able to go through that hardship because that's pain that you go through, yeah. and to still be able to say, "All right, I know I'm hurting, but I still got a motherfucking job to do." Yeah. You know what I mean? You that's know, for sure. You know, just you true, know, man. You know, hard enough fiance was in a car accident, and you know, mm-hmm. that's still your child's mother, though. You know what I'm saying? And that's know, yeah, yeah so, you know what I mean. Know, so it's still, like that's still on my mind when yeah. I'm out here. You know, going state to state. I'm in Atlanta. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. You know, I know I got bitches I got to take care of. You know, because. When I get around these real motherfuckers or whoever, the people that hit my line, they gonna ask on that, they gonna speak on that, and they gonna they gonna look at me. How you looking at me? You feel me? They won't know what's going on. You feel mm-hmm. me? Because if that ain't going on, then you know, 
yeah, you know, it's, it's a problem. You know what I'm saying? I got homies go, that, 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 that's going to step on if you ain't on, on your priority and on your shit, you know what I'm saying? But just me as a person, you know, we're here, here, you know, I'm going to take care of my business, you know what I'm saying? You know, rainy days and sunny days, you know what I'm saying? I got them, they with me, we good. <laughs> that's what's up, man. Well, thank you for coming by the podcast, bro. You know what I'm saying? I appreciate it, you know what I mean? And I know, like I said, I've been checking out your music. I know certain people you can just tell it's a matter of when you know what i'm saying certain people yeah. i'd be like i don't know if you know what i'm saying but i'm like oh bro it's just a matter of, it's a matter of when you know what i mean yeah. and what, not just the music but the spirit that you bring too you know what i'm saying i can tell by the energy that you got the spirit and the warrior you know what i'm saying like i can tell there's a difference between a demon and a warrior a you salute, know what i mean a salute to rambo though you know um i don't bump into a lot of different people and salute the young buck you know Young buck. So many different people, man. They done been like, man, you know, just a matter of time for you. Mm-hmm. It is. You know what I'm saying? That's it is. Everybody be saying it's, it's, it's a matter of time for you. You know what I'm saying? I done been in conversations, in the DMs. You know, I showed you personally. You seen him. <laughs> hey, you know what hey. I'm saying? Hey, I know this guy. That's all I want to say. I know this guy. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I done been in conversation with Fat Joe. You know what I'm saying? And, and you know, Benny the Butcher. And, you know, and... uh <laughs> The game and shit like that, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, ain't nothing come from it, but shit, you know, we went back and forth and we had a couple words, you know. I was able to work with Tony Yayo before. I was able to work with Young Buck before. I met 50 Cent before. I met Snoop Dogg. I, I really want to speak on one time. I met Snoop Dogg. I was out in uh, L.A. for the BTS experience. I went out there performing and shit. It was me, Purvis, and Rambo. And, uh... You know, we we went to uh, one of Snoop Dogg artists, uh, Triggs or something like that, man. He, he was a dope artist, though. You know, he was performing and shit. And, you know, I know Rambo knows Snoop Dogg. You know, Rambo was just, like, so calm and cool. He just wanted to see what I was going to do. You know, I'm going to go get it because he wasn't finna get it for me. He brought me here. <laughs> right, right. So I seen Snoop, and he was, like, taking off and going out the door in the entourage and shit. And I'm just like... Like Sonic, gotta go faster and faster. You know, I'm trying to, I'm trying to catch this dude. Yeah. I ain't never met Snoop or whatever. So he get out to the front door. I'm like pushing through people, trying to like get out the fucking door and shit like that. And I'm like, hey Snoop, hey Snoop. And he turned around. And he was like, what up, cuz? I'm like, hey man, I do music. I had my Sony music shirt on and shit like that. You know, cause I, wow. you know, I was um, uh, the contract is still open but I'm still an independent artist so I was signed to Rambo which is a 30 year executive with Sony he had his own uh, record label with uh, Sony he had his own distribution through Sony Music he worked with the Orchard so he had like a, a partnership with them so we basically Sony artists but he ended up having a, a, you know a health problem a serious serious health problem you know and you know so it's like you know it's just one of those situations where you know you just got to respect, you know, and just keep hope and, you know, and just continue to keep working. Readjust, yeah. You know, and, just, and just readjust. So, mm-hmm. you know, um, that's just where I'm at right now. So, you know, I'm I'm independent. But, you know, uh, and me just working with him, man, that shit just, in that time frame, that shit. Yeah. That shit brought me, like, someone else. So we in the club, it's no doubt, so I'm racing the kid. I'm like, well, what up, cuz? I'm like, man, I'm trying to take a picture with you, you know what I'm saying? And, uh, you know, just for my fans and shit, whatever like that. He was like, uh, I'm going to be right back. 
and he left. I sat right there, me and my manager, we both got his I Love Music shirt on, Sony Music, the Orchard shirt on, and shit like that. And, uh, you know, we waited for like five, ten minutes. He came back. He kept his word. I swear my right-handed guy, is it. I got the pictures, it's all on my Instagram and everything, even on my Facebook. Yeah, I see. He Shut was up. like, he was like. That's where they come, okay. He was like, he was like, it was just, it was a few people. It went a lot of people out in L.A. because, like, we was on Hollywood Boulevard. It was like paparazzis and a few different people. It was a lot of people, but it wasn't like a whole lot, a lot, a lot of people, you know. So it wasn't like groupy, groupy like that. People seemed like they was used to seeing Snoop Dogg on a regular. Right. Just still happy to be there as a fan, you know. So it wasn't that hectic like that. He came back and he was like, "Hey, cuz, what that, what that little nigga, at? you know, you feel me?" And then the people was outside. They pointed at us. I didn't see him, so we walked back up to him. And bro, I was so nervous. I had my phone and shit, trying to take a picture. And my manager grabbed a phone and he was like, "Man, you know, you can't have your artist out here like that." You know what I'm saying? You got, you got to make sure. Yeah, hey, man, come on. He, it was love, you know. He. Took the picture and shit. We talked to him for a few seconds and did a video and shit like that. And, you know, smoking his weed and shit. And, you know, uh, the Sprinter pulled up. He hopped on the Sprinter. He said, keep going. And he hopped and left. And I was the only person that he greeted to take pictures with. So he came back just, if he he's there. He came back just to. If fam is there. Keep his word I got to keep me. my word. There yep. was a lot of different people that was like. Hey, Snoop, try to get a picture. He had the security. That was around the time Nipsey, Nipsey Hussle died, too. So it was kind of, mm. you know, at that point, you know, he couldn't be that close. He had a lot of security. Right. But he came back just to look for me. He kept his word. So, you know, salute to Snoop Dogg. You salute to Snoop Dogg, man. Yeah. Real, man. Snoop. Yeah. Well, I just want to say thank you, man. Like I said, we got Jules. You know what I'm saying? We'll have you on the show again. We're going to do this again. You know what I mean? About. We got a lot to talk <laughs> about. And just being with you, I can see that you have, your story is long you know there's no way we could capture it just in one episode but we did get yeah. we did get a lot of, we did get an introduction yeah. people can at least watch this and be like okay you know what i mean i understand a little bit but of something I do, but i do want the people to be looking for my single that's about to drop 2022 mm -hmm. it's called book me off the ep <laughs> i do want to say this we got i brought five. my goons and my gun in yeah yeah so, so that shit got, go book me <laughs> man so, so we do got we do got five singles from the EP Tales from the Crypt. The first single is Tales from the Crypt. The second song is Crypt Keeper. The third song is Book Me. That's the single right now that's 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 bumping, it's blazing right now, iTunes. And the star keeps switching from Tales from the Crypt, Book Me to Licks, and then they'll go back to Book Me. So a lot of people will start to listen to my music now. Mm -hmm, right, because that star is, is up there and it's changing on iTunes, and I be checking my shit, so people are getting a little more in tune. So a lot of people checking out Book Me, and I got another single called uh, Book Me Remix with Free God Savi, metal artist, you know, uh, here in Minnesota. And then the other song is called Licks. It's Licks is more like a storytelling song that that fits the EP Tales from the Crypt. So the whole concept of the five song. Single EP is basically, you know, I'm making a rhythm, I'm making an approach, I'm I'm telling a story, I'm letting people know that I'm here. So I want people to go out there and check that out on all platforms. Young JR, Tales from the Crib, it's hot. It's hot. I'm telling you, it is, man. You know what I mean? I've been listening, I've been fucking with JR. Like I said, now I'm on the nigga's page and shit, I'm waiting. Oh, nigga, then. Oh, come on, man. You know what I'm saying? Because now you got me hooked. You know what I'm saying? Because you do have a very, very unique sound, and that's what I love. I love when I can hear somebody that doesn't sound like anybody else. And that's another thing you got. Very, very unique. 
like I said, thank you, JR, for coming on the show. You know what I'm saying? This is just one of many, man. Yeah. And for everybody out there, click that subscription. And don't forget, common sense is the best form of currency because you can spend that anywhere. Yeah. I'm Simba Ali. Yeah. It's JR. And salute to the Twin Cities, man. I just want everybody to come together, bro. So I feel like, you know what I'm saying, like somebody got to speak on it. If we don't speak on it, then we ain't going to get it right. Everybody can't be around each other acting like we, we fuck with each other. We don't fuck with each other like that's some lame shit. So we got to figure out what is the problem and trying to, like, get this shit going. At least if the artists ain't going to fuck with each other, that's cool because hip-hop is a competitive nature. Anyway, I want to compete. I really don't want to be no friends with the DJs. Y'all got to stop that, though. Y'all, y'all, y'all got to come together. Facts. Then check the bag. All right, y'all. Simbali, we out. North Star Podcast. I'll holla. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, I hope that was dope for you, bro. Oh, man.